What's good, y'all, man? Thank y'all for jumping in. Curtis, how you doing, brother? I had to find another spot in the house, I think. I can now. I can't hear you, bro. Okay. Can you hear me now? There we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, man. What's going on with IG, man? IG is is, is trying to sabotage this. Yeah, I don't know what's going <laughs> on, man. But uh, can you, can you turn it up a little bit? I still can't. I'm still having trouble hearing. Okay, what about now? Matter of fact, actually, let me see. No. I have the uh, ear pads, not more. <clears throat> can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you a little better. We sure yeah. So I just wanted to, honestly, I've been checking out the dad bod thing. I've been checking out the vegan life <laughs> stuff, man. And that stuff is like really inspiring me, bro. So, you know, about a year ago, um, I quit my job teaching. I was teaching every day and I jumped into this music okay. entrepreneurship. And so obviously, you know, um, I'm a graduate of the University of YouTube. I pay attention to all the things you guys do. So I said, let me pay attention to some guys that really been doing this for a living you know, see how they're doing it. So I started paying attention to the vegan life thing and just making those little choices day by day. I'm starting to notice the difference in myself. And the first person I thought of sure. was you. So the first thing I wanted to ask you about was the dad by thing, kind of the countdown and the, the, the score you were keeping. Can you talk to us about that? Sure. So, you know, anybody who knows me, you know, one of the things that you, if you don't want me to get something done, don't tell me I can't do it. Facts. That's one thing I cannot stand. If you don't want me to get something done, just don't tell me. Don't tell me I can't do it because I'm 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 95, 98 percent chance I'm going to go ahead and do it. But I say that because uh, the the manager of the apartment complex that I, that I live at, she said um, she basically promised me that you know when you have a son because I just had a son recently. Uh, he, he's uh well, he, not recently, but he's six months, and she said. You're just gonna have to just give it up. Like the dad bod is going to come no matter what you do. Like you can't fight it. <laughs> When I heard can't, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do what I got to do. And then reality did kick in, and she was sort of right in that time just wasn't there like it was before to work out. Because you want to be a good father. You want to yeah. be an active father. You want to be in your father. You want to be in your son's life as well as, you know, I have a wife as well. And I wanted to be active in their lives. But, you know, with my wife's cravings, mm -hmm. those cravings became my cravings. Because those two in the morning, three in the morning runs mm -hmm. to 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Gets you thinking about food that you wasn't thinking about if you was just at home going to sleep. Mm -hmm. So uh, 50 straight days I went without going to the gym after going pretty consistently. I say about three or four times a week, um, more so three times a week. And so things got a little big. Like I, look, I saw myself in a picture uh, holding my son by the pool. Was not happy. Yeah, <laughs> I was not happy with what I saw. And, and uh, I, I set the goal really with the motivation of what the the manager told me. And I said, you know what, since I missed 50 days, I'm going to do 50 days of high-intensity cardio because in the midst of all that going on, I damaged my wrist. My wrist oh, is man. Good. How'd so you I do can't that? Do, can't do like this. It's, it's like jacked. It's, you can't see it from this angle, but it's, it's literally jacked. So I can't – I don't I, – I basically, it's a challenge for me to do any work on the computer for long periods of time, including making music, including uh, uh, lifting weights. And um, it put me in a situation where it was like, okay, well, you better readjust and make this happen. 
And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. So the whole fight the dad bod thing became my own movement, regardless of who jumped on board. It didn't matter to me. It became my own movement yeah. where every single time I, I repetitively put up the same Insta story post of me sweating myself out. And then on top of that, um, uh, you know, what music I was listening to. But in addition to that, I started off at 242, and now I'm at 226. Oh, congratulations. So, and good work, fam. Through. Thank you. Thank you. So in a 50-day period when, you know, I get all of these – I don't know how I get all these bodybuilders and fitness people following me telling me, oh, you can't lose weight just doing high-intensity cardio, and you need to lift weights. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? what I realize – when you realize how impatient most human beings are, you start to take less and less advice. Yeah, because you know a lot of them were like, "Well, if you eat fruits, it'll happen faster." And I'm like, "But what if I enjoy the process?" <laughs> Did you ever think that? Right. What if I like running? I know it's probably rare for some people, but what if I just like running? Like you know, but I, I just you know I took it and smiled and I told them you know I'm, I'm still gonna do what I'm doing, and then here we are today. I got my result regardless, and I'm still pushing through. Like I want to get down about two fifteen. Okay. So I got about twelve more. I mean, you, you approached it the same way you approach your music career, right? And that's one of the sure. things that intrigued me. All of those same habits, all of those same things, you can transfer that to every area of life, man. That's dope. Absolutely. Well, I, and it's funny because one of my former managers, shout out to Salas, said, uh, you know, I work best. Talking about me, Curtis King, he says, you work best when you're in campaign mode and you're working towards a specific goal. Mm -hmm. You know how some people will and kind of just work and some people can actually you know motivate themselves on a daily basis to where it's like i'm just going to work for the sake of working for me if there's no purpose if there's no strong why it's very difficult for me to keep focused uh, i'll get distracted by social media and this is me being really transparent like i'll get distracted or you know i'll, I'll start playing with my son but if i set a very specific goal and going to what I called machine mode. Yeah. Um, and I knew what I wanted to get. I mean, I didn't need anybody to tell me, you know, to, to keep going. Like I, I set the goal and I have to, I put myself against the wall, I back myself against the wall and say, I have to go get it. But that's just, that's the best way that I operate in any situation. When it was, I, when I was pushing my album and we pushed that to number four on, on iTunes, like that was all campaign mode. I can't, I operate better in that mode, I should say. And so there seems to be this other residual effect, and I wanted to get some clarity around it. Are you, like, mm -hmm. sponsored by a vegan restaurant? Do you have a relationship? No. no. I, I literally pulled up. I pulled up on all of these different vegan restaurants. Yeah. And it was places I was already going. Yeah. And I felt like some of them, you know, the thing about it is people are always complaining about, you know, the, the obstacles that exist with eating healthy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's too expensive. Then I then the argue the counter argument I make is that the hospital bills are more expensive than mm. any of that food could ever be. Mm. Um, and then the other argument is that there's not enough places that that sell it. Everything is just selling like, and it's true. There's, there's an abundance of fast food, but the tide is changing now. You know, anywhere you go, literally, if you if you're following the right people on Instagram, if you're looking up the right stuff on Google, you'll find uh, plant-based restaurants. And uh, that's what I started doing. I just started pulling up on these places and, and, and just trying it for myself. And I was like, well, since I'm already here, let me document the process. Facts. And um, let me do what a lot of our peers don't do a lot, you know, yeah. which is produce, don't show enough about their lives outside the MIDI keyboard. Everything is, everything is like, I, I, like if you look at some Instagrams, it's like I only sit by the MIDI keyboard. I yeah. never eat. 
<laughs> hang out with friends. Like unless they meet me at this MIDI keyboard, I, you don't. There is no life. Yeah. Um. And stereotype. So I was like, let, let me break away from it because I also wanted to be an example of other content that we can do to put in our timelines. We mm -hmm. don't have to do beat visualizers. We don't have to do you know some you know that's a necessity, but it's not the only thing we can do. You know. So I wanted to try to create. Just throw, throw a little wrench in the matrix for a second and see what happens. You know, one thing that's dope now in 2018, you know, the years leading up to it, we're creating our own producer culture. And it's not just, like you say, in front of the MIDI keyboard. It's our whole lives. Uh, it, listen, I get around. I meet a lot of producers. It's common for producers to have health issues, right? Because you sit there day after day. And I know what it feels like, you know, I try to develop the type of work ethic where, I know which days I'm going to work, and I don't have to sit there and be a slave to what I call my creative zone. But everybody's not in that space. I know what it's like to not want to leave the chair because I don't want to lose it. You know what I'm saying? And then when you realize you've been stuck in that cycle for a few months or a few years, and you really committed to it, like, great, you committed to your craft, but, you know, one day you can win a Grammy and you don't need a kid to enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? So that's real talk. Look, they, they, say, they say don't spend your whole life trying to attain – don't spend your whole life sacrificing your health to get wealth. We're sitting here, man. We got the folks' attention, and we just chilling. What you what you want to plug, man? What you got coming up? Um. Well, right now, the main focus for me is making sure that anybody who's interested in learning FBO or maybe learning or, or looking to trans transfer from or transition from another DAW to FL Studio, I have an FL Beginners course at teachmeflstudio.com. Mm -hmm. So that right now is the focus. Um, you know, rappers that are looking for production. I mean, obviously, y'all here with the man that got production already. But, you know, if, if you want to have an album full of, like, the letter L and Curtis King on the same project, look, uh, curtiskingbeats.com is a place to go. Uh, but outside of that, man, Curtis King Beats has everything that you need, one-on-one -on -one consultations, um, drum kits, and all that good stuff. I try to vary up. The strings but um youtube youtube.com forward slash curtis king tv you, you, you just throw curtis king with two s's anywhere you'll find me oh out. yeah oh yeah now i know i'm definitely probably going to take the the fl course you know um, i'm going to be teaching music production at the university of illinois in the spring and so you know i'm doing a lot of stuff just in conjunction with that and that this this has been an interesting experience you know when they call hey what time do you want your class to be Yo, how long you want your class to be? You know, this kind of stuff. Like, yo, it's three credits. Like, yo, what do you want to teach? I don't know. And, you know, it's weird because I feel, you know, I live in Atlanta now. Or I live in the Atlanta area. And, you know, you throw a rock and everybody makes beats. You know what I'm saying? We hear, right? <laughs> and so it was like most people, what they do is they spend more energy trying to change that part of them instead of trying to figure out, okay, most people see the person that's talking too much as negative. That's fine. How do, I, how do I utilize it in a positive way? Because when you utilize it in a positive way, that now becomes your biggest asset and the most natural thing that comes to you. Think about who Stephen A. Smith was before he was Stephen A. Smith. He probably was argumentative. He probably was loud. He probably was uh, probably cocky and arrogant to a yeah. lot of people. He said, where can I be loud? Where can I debate? Where can I talk sports? Because I love sports. And where can I be arrogant to a certain level and people won't even be mad about it or it won't even matter to me? He became a sports analyst. Yeah. And now he's the best at what he does to where you listen to him like argue with Max Kellerman. And it's like, 
It's funny. You love to hear Barkey. been doing this. This is who he is. Monetizing that and start getting monthly checks for your habit. Now you took a negative and use it in a positive way, and um, it's not so negative anymore, right? So I, I, I think that a lot of people have the mindset that in order for me to be successful, I have to change everything about me first. And it's like, yes and no. You don't really have to change everything. You're going to change no matter what. Yeah. Then when you find more success, things around you will look a little bit different. If you're a negative person, as you start to find success through utilizing your negativity in a positive way, you'll start to look at people a different way. You won't be so, you know, uh, 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 glasses empty mentality. Mm -hmm. You'll start to but I actually enjoy this. And there's some good people who support me. I have an audience that I have a responsibility for. You'll change in the process. Um, last thing I'll say about that is that I have a, a mentor of mine. He says he basically I have a mentor that he does hypnosis for UFC fighters. Okay. And one thing he tells them is that when you're in a fight, don't you like say you're in a fight and somebody hits you in the eye in the UFC battle. He says, don't use your energy trying to get your vision back. That's energy that you literally could have been utilizing to now readjust and say, okay, he got my right eye, but I got this left eye, and I, can, I still got both my hands and my legs. Okay, now I just got to, like, operate amongst this, these particular parameters. We spend so much time trying to make the imperfect perfect, when if we just view things as already perfectly imperfect, things would be in a whole nother space. Everything is perfect as it is, no matter – how bad it is because of this is contributing to the future you. This is contributing to where you're ultimately going to be. You got to take it as is and, and, and realize this is, all, this is all in divine order. It all is. Yeah, one thing, uh, you know, I had my situation when I first came to Atlanta. You know, I had a little. So like, for me, that's, that's to either satisfy our own personal egos or to give some kind of, you know, uh, social proof to our audience. But yeah. nine times, bro, they're here because they love you. Yeah. They love you. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would say that because I've had a lot of people who are like, man, I haven't had a placement yet. But it's like, it, it doesn't mean what it used to mean anymore because of now where you're at right now, you are, more, you are much more powerful being here, speaking your mind and sharing your art. I, at least I feel like. That's just me. That's one person's opinion, though. I, and I'm and listen, I'm always working, but what I have realized, I've seen the fun in just like building my own brand and, and doing what I, because I still get to be a musician. My music still gets out there. When I, when I stopped, because, you know, I did stop focusing on selling beats for about a year and stop focusing on placement so much and just focus on the kit game and the sound game. And what I realized mm -hmm. was, one, I had a lot more fun because, you know, you got to do the, the, the demos and you got to do the videos, you got to do the art and all that kind of stuff, you know, is, is a creative outlet. But then like, it's weird. I'm getting um, I'm getting collab requests from like industry guys who have placements already. <laughs> and, and it's like, like, like when you when you was at the front door saying, "Yo, I'm down to collab. Anybody <laughs> in there that want to come out? Like, I'm, I got my keyboard, I got beats. Everybody ignores you, but you walk in you walk in the back door and you start eating in the kitchen and and and, and, and hold on, not even eating. You start cooking a meal." And the smells start running through the house. And they say, what the hell is that? Somebody in there cooking. Who is that? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was me. I was the one at the front door a few years ago. We, you know, <laughs> we want to eat. We eating. We good. But you're invited, you know. But I think that's what's happening is now 
a lot of industry producers are understanding that they knew that the internet would change things, but a lot of them have one foot in and one foot out. And a lot and I talked a lot, right? And so what I learned over the years, well, okay, I like to talk a lot. Well, people will listen if you know stuff, right? Mm. Uh, and so it was just weird because, yeah, you did say a lot, but you said so much. <laughs> yeah. So, man, Look, thank I, you very much. That was very valuable. I was about to say, one of my favorite quotes from Les Brown, and you just uh, re reminded me of it. He says, uh, someone's, someone's pr uh, perception of you does not have to be your reality. And so many of us take that on. You know, he, he, when, when Les Brown's one of the most, like, famous self-help public speakers of all time. You know about my, what I feel about myself. So yeah. you didn't offer me anything. What's more valuable for me coming up was when I can get a producer who taught producer needs to me and was like, you know what, if you if you take that snare and start to bring more of the mid frequencies out of it, like by going to the parametric equalizer and da 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 da, -da having that conversation said, oh, I get it. When I first came up, the biggest critique of my beats were that they sounded too video gaming. And I'm like, the hell does that mean? Right? They sounded too piano-y. What is piano-y? What kind of an adjective? And so, and so I would take that and try to change everything instead of trying to realize, you know, there's a bigger picture in this. And it was actually my mom who was the one that said, what they're saying is that your sounds don't sound real. They sound synthetic. Cause my mom was a, she, she played piano for over 30 something years and she just knows music. Like my mom had an opportunity to, um, to tour with, with, uh, with Bootsy Collins, but in her wow. mom's was like, mom's was like the, like the, the real deal. But, but her mom, my grandmother was like, nah, you're not because of all the drugs and all, no, you're not. But mom's like, listen to my beats and was like, your your chord progressions don't have an ending point. They just go on forever. And I was like, damn, that's so crazy. It's, just, it's so simple, but I understand it now. And so, yeah, like, like critiquing, man, you got to get critiques that construct something new. Okay, the beat's trash. Why is it trash? Getting a critique from anybody is just two sets of ears. That's all it is. It's two, it's two ears. And if somebody says, I don't like it because the 808s are too distorted because the drums are too loud. Okay, tell that to the producer of Triple uh, X's, you know, uh, music. That became his sound. You can't tell somebody how to, you can't tell That's somebody how to dress their That's what they about judging trap beats lately. I'm like, you got to go find out what the trap standard is before you go and say this, this, and this is wrong with the trap. So when I'm measuring a trap beat, I judge it by like my traditional standard, but then I say, but I know the trap, like I know you name me the top five trap guys. I've been in the room with them or made beats with them. I know what they, I right. know what it's supposed to sound like. And it don't sound like the way mm -hmm. maybe I thought it might sound like after, you know, I studied, uh, you know, Justice League. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I, I tell you, one of my biggest goals when I do beat critiques, I'm trying to make sure that people who are oranges don't become bananas. Okay? Right. And when, when I, what I mean when I say that is that I'm trying to make sure that if you come in here and I know that it is your calling or I feel it's your calling to be in sync licensing, I don't need you trying to make, you know, a uh, little yachty type beats. You're out of your element. Mm -hmm. You are going to find your most success doing exactly what comes natural to you, but more difficult for other people. Mm -hmm. All of that, 
I, I did not know how to mix to the mixing standard of the industry, I should say, right? I don't want to say properly mixed because a mix is still, it's still an expression of your art, right? When people say my drums are too loud. Okay, like, <laughs> yeah. but, they, but they smack nonetheless. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. They were having that conversation. All the new guys are ha new. Here's another thing, bro. You wouldn't believe to have the con I had. Well, I'll talk about this part. I had posted uh, Brian Michael Cox and Needles at the uh, A3C at the, this little panel discussion that Kai was doing about the the future of beat making. Right. Uh, this was interesting. I play ball on a weekly basis with the new trap guys, um, Young Land. Okay. Uh, Beat Monster Mark, Ike, Renzi, these guys are producing for, you know, they get half of Kevin Gates' album, they doing Dolph and all the new cats, right? And one right. of the homies had basically like, yo, why didn't they get anybody new? You know? <laughs> and um, this thing had, you know, Brian Michael Cox jumped in. You know, it was all love, but it was just an expression of like, hey, you calling me old? Hey, we only set the framework for you guys. And the other guys are like, yeah, but we having the hot year right now, the hottest years. You know, why are we represented? And so it's weird to be able to kind of kind of see both of those um, at the Something wrong with this picture, right? Yeah. After 10 years of seeing albums that I produced a single for. Hold on just a second. Somebody at the door. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. But you got a package. And I hope uh, this yeah, it's an open package, too. I don't know. Especially all these packages have been coming up lately. I don't know if I want to open this. I don't know if I want to open this one. Oh, this is from my, this is from my publisher. I'm sorry. Oh. My bad. I, I, oh, I they, 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 they sit in the checks and, and UPS packages. No, no, because it's like, it's like, low, like look, it's like low-key open. Let me see if I can flip the camera around. It's like low key already open. I didn't even crack. Oh, oh. <laughs> they stealing books. Huh? Go ahead. Not nah, well. Well, since you did, you might as well go ahead and plug the book now. So go ahead and flip the box a back. Or flip the camera man. back around. I'm a worried about this box. I, I want. I want to plug, but I'm a little bit worried about this box right now. I'm like, why is it open? Because <laughs> here's what you gotta think, like. Yeah, it's the money, but like your book is getting out there. <laughs> like they want your book so well, bad, see, they stealing it. Look, look, but here, here's the thing about it. That's the thing about it too. We it's funny how on on timing of this is, but um, another stream of revenue, right? You.